0: Hallelujah. Father, we, we ask and we say we receive revelation in the light of your Son, Jesus. We said there is clarity. There is no confusion in this atmosphere. All that needs to be said is said. All that needs to be done is done. And we behold you, Jesus, your Son, as we see us in Him. Your name alone is glorified as we are edified in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 All right, we're looking at fasting. We're continuing our series on fasting, and one of the things I'm going to do today, I will try as much as possible to go away from my notes. I'm I'm very very hundred percent very scripted today, but I'll try as much as possible to to flow with the Holy Ghost and just go and just and just um and just tell you what you will need to hear that will bless you in in the course of in the course of this series and. What would, what will help you today? Praise God. So I will try, I, I have my note here ready, but I will try as much as possible not to 100% today, follow through my notes and just give room for the Holy Ghost in, in the sense of what would have us say or what it will have us hear tonight. So we we'll just trust God in that direction tonight. And so we say we are looking at fasting and why, why am I staring us up in this direction? Why am I taking my time to teach fasting? I, I believe I'm le- we are led of God by the Spirit of God. And they come in the coming days, we, would, as a local church, uh, and you know, there's they, they, specific directions for a local church. You know, if you read if you read the book of Revelations, there was specific there was letter to the church to the seven churches, right? Now, in the seven churches there were different instruction. That's to let you know. What goes on in church A is different from what goes on in church B. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, if another church now is saying, this next session is concert season where they will just be singing and praising God. That's not the direction for us. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying, guys? Are you getting what I'm saying? If you read in the, in the letters, you say, say to these people, this, da, da, da. you read in Colossians, in, in the letter of Corinth, it's different for what Paul wrote in, in Ephesus, right? It's different for what Paul wrote in Colossians because they were different churches and different flow of the Spirit. So for our local church, the supernatural church, what would the Lord have us to do in this season, the Lord wants to stir our hearts to fast, to wait upon Him, and to bear ourselves in this. So, we would we would learn to catch up in this season and give up certain things: give up food, give up entertainment, give up uh, uh, our phones, give up all of those things, and just minister to the Lord and with on him. So that, that's, that's the very essence of this season. That's the very essence of this series. So why would I be teaching this at this, at this period of the time, or, or at this period, is to open up a well in your heart and prepare you that the coming days are for fasting and prayer. Fasting and prayer. And like my pastor will say, when God wants to do anything on it, he gets men praying. So we, 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 we believe that God wants to do things in our cities, in our ministry locations, even in Rochester, New York as an entire city. We, we, I know that there's something that the Lord wants to do and He is going to get us to pray. No man, see, let me tell you, I've done a research. Many years ago when I was lazy, thinking there's an alternative, I did extensive research thinking, is there an alternative to prayer? Is there a means or a shortcut to prayer? I, told, I I found out that every man that God has used on it is a man of what? Of prayer. Every man that God has used on this earth is a man of prayer. So, guys, open up. Are you getting what I'm saying? Open up to, to this adventure that the Lord will have us do. I tell you, this is this. See, I tell you by the spirit of God, this is what God wants us to do this season as we proceed into 2023, to fast and pray. Are you hearing what I'm saying? See, this is why we don't, see guys, we don't follow social media. We don't follow Vogue's. I don't. <laughs> I can't even do it. Just imagine I'm teaching you what's trending now. You know, what's even trending now, right now? world call. Just imagine my, the, 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 my sermon today now is world call. How Saudi Arabia beat Argentina today and I couldn't sleep. You know, Just imagine that's the essence of my sermon today. Now, that's, not, that's what is going on in the world, right? But that's not what is going on in the body of Christ. That's not what is going on in God's heart. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, we are not going to follow the vote. Now, what's going on now in the world? Thanksgiving. Everybody is in that holiday, happy holiday season. Black Friday, happy holidays, you know. everybody's is already... There's already that atmosphere of carnality all around. Just relax, you know. Let's eat turkey. Let's just while we are at time. We're going to do those things, but, you know, we'll be sensitive in that period. You know, turkey, we can use talking to share the gospel. Are you getting what I'm saying? We can use the the fact that there is a thanksgiving to preach to people. So we are going to be smart. See, that things are going on this way in the world doesn't mean that's what is on God's heart. Are you getting what I'm saying? It doesn't mean that's that's what is on God's heart. We must find that and bury ourselves in the place of prayer to find out what exactly is on God's heart. And I tell you, what is on God's heart for us as a local church in this season is wild harvest by the Spirit of God. Wild demonstrations of power by the Spirit of God. Planting of more local churches by the Spirit of God. And open doors by the Spirit of God. So we're going to catch in on this in fasting and prayer. Are you getting what I'm saying? The Lord wants a wild harvest. Wild harvest we mean a mercy, you know. Why harvest? We mean an harvest where we are praying that God. You know, I told you something some years ago. Some of you know, that we need to get to a point where we get to a stage in ministry where we are praying that God give us a direction on how to undo this. Are you getting what I'm saying? That this is beyond us right now. Lord, now show us what to do. So this is the season. And the law wants to invade campuses, high schools. He wants us to preach. He wants us to preach. You did high school here, right? Huh? We're gonna to go to your high school to preach. So we would we, we, would so we, we, we trust God. We're gonna trust God for things like that. So so why are we studying this? So we said fasting, right? And we said the subject of fasting should be should be well discussed in the Bible. And it's 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 it must be something that we give, that we must put approach to and i explained to us last week i said that in anaginosko we 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 need to that when he says when jesus asked us, uh, the pharisees and the sadducees have you not read that word is from the greek anaginosko in the greek and it implies that a continue to keep reading and that is you pay attention to details so that is in this subject and in this area, it is something that every believer needs to pay attention to the details of what is happening. So we said that every so there's a reason. The so now let me just uh, okay. So let's let's just let's just begin somewhere. I'm trying to like I said, I'm trying to just make today much of an explanatory stuff and. So that we can just move from there. So now, the reason why the preacher would teach that fasting is no longer regulant for the believer is because they did not pay attention to details. Why would the preacher tell you, don't fast, don't pray? Why? That's because he has not paid attention to details. He has not paid attention to Genesis to Malachi. He has not paid attention to what Jesus said in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He has not prayed so so the reason why even a Christian we ask such questions such as fasting should the believer fast or is fasting still, is fasting still relevant in the in today is because they have not been taught properly from the scriptures let's go to Matthew 28 verse 18 to 20. Matthew 28 and we'll catch in on it right right Mm. We are supernatural people, so we, we, we know how to we know how to flow with the word and with the Holy Ghost. Are you getting what I'm saying? We know how to yield to the Holy Ghost. Say, I know how to yield to the, the Holy Ghost. You're not saying like you mean it. You're not saying like you mean it. I know how to yield to the Holy like you Ghost, and it's, it's more important. A believer must learn how to yield to the Holy Ghost. So, Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20 is, "And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying." All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. In verse 19, it now says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things, whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. So this clearly explains to us that, and what teach in verse nineteen when it says going in there for a teach all nations from the Greek word matitio, m a t h e t e u o m a t h e t e u o m a t h e matitio, it implies to make disciples. So when he says, "Go ye therefore and teach all nations," the word "teach" there is the Greek word "mateteo," and it implies to make disciples. And he thought how he thought using the same word. Let's see where that word is gotten from in Matthew thirteen verse fifty-two. Matthew thirteen verse fifty-two. Matthew thirteen verse fifty-two. Look at what look at what it says in Matthew thirteen verse fifty-two. It says, "And then said he unto them, Therefore every scribe." which is instructed unto the kingdom of heaven, is like unto a man that is an household, which bringeth forth out of his treasure things new and old. So he says, therefore, so he said unto them, therefore, every child which is instructed, he used the word instructed. Luke also used that word in Acts 14, verse 21. Acts 14, verse 21. I expect us to open our Bibles really fast for this period. Acts 14, verse 21. 14, verse 21, and he says, and when they had preached the gospel to the city, and they thought many. He used the word they thought many. They returned again to Lystra and Iconium and Antioch. He said they thought many. So the word matito implies to make someone or people students. To make someone or people students via teaching. So you don't make someone students via Joking around, you make someone a student via teaching. One of my emphasis in these days, and, and I'm going to emphasize so much on it, is that I feel like we still don't know how to make disciples yet. I feel like we just uh, we just go around, we just want to teach, we just want to teach. See, if you are if all you are doing with your disciple is just teaching, you can't grow, you can't they can't grow. There is a difference between teaching and training. All you need to do with your disciples is to train them, like I do with you. I trained you. How many of you know that's what I do with you? I don't just teach you; I instruct you and I train you. So you make disciples, and how do you make disciples? You make disciples via, via, and you make this. You make someone's student via teaching. Now, do you know? In let's take it to a proper setting right now. You know, when you are giving in a school setting, let's use college for instance now, right? Now, when you're in college, you have a professor who is teaching you a course, right? Let's use um, introduction to psychology as an example. You have a a teacher who is teaching you introduction to psychology, right? It's going to be like a 16-week class, right? Right? All right. Now, the 16-week class, there's going to be quizzes, Right? There's going to be exam. There's going to be test. Right? There's going to be um, classroom work. Right? There's even, sometimes there's even projects. Guys, right? Now, why is all of that happening within 16 weeks? It is to make you accustomed to the class. But do you know what you do and it's a mistake that you are making is that all you are just doing is just teaching. That's wrong. You can't grow anybody like that. All you're doing is, okay, business of Christianity, this, you know, do you understand it? Okay, we meet next week, Saturday. If if that was how your teacher taught you, you would not have studied for exam. Are you getting what I'm saying? If if that is how your teacher taught you, there is no activity with your disciples, there is no um, giving them an assignment. There is no transcribe this message. There is no listening to this message. There is no. What did you learn in service today? There is no. Um, there, you know. There is no activity. There is no. Follow me. Let's go and pray. There is no. I teach you pray and I practice it with you. Are you getting what I'm saying? There has to be an activity. So matitu implies to make someone or people student via teaching. It is a process of enrolling someone in a school. So, remember I taught you last week and I said that in studying the scriptures, we look at historical backgrounds, right? How many of you remember that? We look at historical backgrounds. So, matitude now in the historical background is that you enroll someone as a student. That is, you are settled into a college. They'll tell you congratulations, you've been given an admission, right? Now, do you know that when they tell you congratulations, you've been given an admission, you still have to file FAFSA, you still have to do your financial aid? The journey just began. There is first year, right? There's second year, there's third year, there's fourth year. You fail the class, you retake it again. Are you seeing it? So that's to let you know. Now, process that and see how you are taking your disciples now. Do you see that you are making some mistakes? There is first year, there's second year, there's third year, there's fourth year. You fail a class, you take it again. You have exams. You have quizzes. You have projects. You have things that keep you busy. So, if we're not doing that to somebody, can we say a disciple? No. So, if somebody is not enrolled in your school, is that your disciple? Are you getting are you what I'm saying? So, if somebody is not in your local church, is that your disciple? No. You don't have a disciple if your disciple is not here. The proof of your discipleship is that your disciple is in church. I'll say that again. The proof of your discipleship is that your disciples is with church, is doing what you are doing. Is learning from the teacher you are learning from. Is growing Watching you so now, if you want to tell your disciples, you take notes, you study the word, and they don't even see you do it, they've not seen you in church taking notes, they've not seen you in church pray, they've not seen you in church flow with the Holy Ghost, they've not seen you in church doing all of those things. Do you expect that your disciple is going to know it by just what you do by like that? No. It is a process of being enrolled in the school. I'm still being discipled by my pastor. There's virtually no message you will hear the name my pastor there. There's virtually no, because I'm still, I'm still being discipled. I go for meetings. Why do you think I, I, I'm not around? Certain times I go for meetings because I'm still a student. There are certain meetings I can't miss in a year. Why? I'm a student. I'm learning. I paid the sacrifice, travel down. Why? I'm a student. I'm still learning. I'm a disciple also. So, I'm, as I'm being discipled, you are being discipled too. Is it making sense? So, matitude is a process of enrolling someone in a school to learn. So, you know, learning will involve examinations, learning will involve thirst only quizzes, right? You're going to do things that you don't want to do. You're going to be challenged. Study group reports. Spiritual growth reports. Eh, prayer chain. When you are enrolling in school, you don't like exams. How many of you like exams? No, I mean. How many of you like exams? Me, I don't. I don't. I don't. I just want them to be teaching us. You know, there's this meme that, that flies all around on social media. They'll say, it is trust issues that our teacher have. That if they don't have trust issues, can't they just trust us by just teaching us and letting us go? Why did they have to examination is trust issues. Why do they have to test us or give us exam to make us to check if we really know what we are doing? Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> So, it's a process of enrolling someone in a school to learn. I'm sure this is helping your discipleship, right? Right? Aha. Uh-huh. So, it involves activity. It's not just teach it, teach it, teach it, teach it, teach it, teach teach it, Ah, uh-uh. ah. There has to be an activity. You teach, you don't give the person assignment. You teach, you are not gi- there's nothing the person is following up to do. You teach, there's nothing the person is doing. The person is just okay. No message. No no spiritual go report. Nothing. The person does not follow you to church. That's not a disciple. That's just <laughs> I don't even know the name to give you. That's just a fetus. You know, is there is there is there is there something more more uh, more lower than fetus? And you know, it, it starts from fetus now before it grows to a baby. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, yeah, that... Huh? Aaron, yeah. you want to say something? Embryo? Okay, so embryo. that person is still an embryo. Ah, okay. lower <laughs> That person is still an embryo. Embryo. You know, I'm a Nigerian. No. You are from Zion, but me, <laughs> I'm still a Nigerian in Zion. <laughs> so, embryo, right? Okay, cool. I'm learning. <laughs> See, I just learned. So, somebody is going to listen to this and I say, ah, pastor can speak. At least I learned English. Yeah. You know, when I, was, when I was in primary school, elementary school, I collected the best student in French. And I was not good in French. I mean, we don't speak French. And the people, you know, like the people that wish to go to school together were jealous. Ah, uh-uh. The mothers now started telling their son, like language that they don't speak in their house. Language that the father does not know, the mother does not know. He collected the best. What are you people doing in your class? And because of the jealousy and envy, they took their children away from the school. <laughs> they took them into high school immediately. <laughs> and that was the only prize I collected in private school. But it was a glory. <laughs> it was a glory for me. <laughs> All right. Praise God. So it was derived from another so now matitio is derived from another greek word matites. Eh, mat and etes mat m a t h e t e s matites it implies a student, a student or one who is learning 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 that is a disciple so, when he says, now look at that same Matthew 28, verse 19. So, when he says, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them. So, when he says teach all nations, what is the meaning of teach all nations now? Make them students, right? Make disciples, right? So, can we say that is God's plan for the earth? Can we say that? That God's plan is that we'll make disciples, we'll make people students of God's word. Right? So, They are learning what are students who are now learning just like some of you are in school you're taking your master's degree you're still some of you are planning to push further for PhD some of you will still do certification by the power of God's spirit. amen some of you will still go to medical school and, uh, and post medical school you know <laughs> amen you know things like that so you are learning right so now, so when he says, go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Look at him verse 20, now it says, teaching them, the word teaching them, from the Greek word didako, D-I-D-A-S-K-O, didasko, D-I-D-A-S-K-O, D-I-D-A-S-K-O, didasko. And it implies to expound, to explain, to expound. To explain, so that shows: Are you the one who teaches your, your? Are you the one who teaches your professor in class? You're not answering my question. Are you the one who teaches your your professor in class? <laughs> uh-huh. So, if there is, if there is you teaching the professor in class, something is wrong, right? Uh-huh. So, who should do the teaching? The professor. the professor, right? So, who should do the teaching to the disciples? Dewu, the, the discipler. So, dasko means to expound, to explain, to expound, to explain. Look at Mark 16, verse 15 to 18. Mark 16, verse 15 to 18. It says, and he said unto them, go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and his baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And this sign shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues, They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Look at Luke 24, verse 44 to 48. Luke 24, verse 44 to 48. Luke 24, verse 44 to 48. And he said unto them, this are the words which I spoke unto you, while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. In verse 46, and he said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus be of Christ, to suffer and rise from the dead the third day. In verse 47, and repentance and remission of sins should be preached in this name. Among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. So, by putting the three accounts together—that is, Matthew, Mark, Luke—Matthew, Mark, and Luke—is evidence that the fact, the first fact about the faith of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, is that it is believed. So, the first fact about the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ is that you must believe. So, having believed the gospel, the believer is to learn off and practice the gospel. So, having believed the gospel, the believer is to learn off and practice the gospel. Having believed the gospel, the, the believer is to learn off and practice the gospel. And this learning, and then is practiced, or it, and this learning practice in discipleship. The learning practice is discipleship. The learning practice is discipleship. Now, don't forget we're still studying fasting. So, don't, don't get lost. Because if we must understand fasting, we must understand that we are first disciples of Jesus. Right? Yes. So, this learning practice is discipleship. So, having believed the gospel, the believer is to learn of and practice what the gospel and the practicing and the learning is called discipleship so that's what explains in the book of Acts that Luke documented for us that believers were consistently referred to as disciples let's do a quick run through look at Acts 6 verse 1 to 2. Acts 6 verse 1 to 2 let's do a very very quick run through our disciples were called. So the word disciples in our today's world is not a strange language because in the scriptures, in the in the book of Acts, the believers were consistently referred to as disciples. Look at Acts verse one to two. And in those days, when the number of what the disciples were multiplied the irish Roman from the grecians against the hebrews because the widows were neglected in their daily ministrations and the twelve were called the multitude of the disciples unto them he used the word disciples unto them look at in verse 7 also look at in verse 7 at 6 verse 7 and the word of god increased and what happened the disciples. so that means when the word of god is increasing it simply means the disciples are multiplying so we can safely say. The knowledge of the glory of God is f- filling the heads when disciples are multiplying. Are, you say, are, we, are we getting that? So it says the word of God increased and the number of disciples multiplied. So if, if we see in your campus now, and we say we have a thousand, let's say 8,000 eight students. We already have 4,000 students who are, who, who knows the world, who are effectively disciples. Can we say the word of God is growing there? Can we say that? All right. That's, we can say that. Now, look at Acts 9, verse 1. Acts 9, verse 1. And saw yet breathing out strengthens and slaughter against what? The disciples of the Lord. And went unto the high priest. He used the word disciples of the Lord. Look at verse 19. Look at Acts 9, verse 19. And when he had received meat, he was strengthened. They saw certain days with the disciples that were at Damascus. So they were consistently called disciples. Look at verse 25. To 26 at 9 verse 25 to 26 it says and the disciples took him by night and let him die in the wall of in a basket and saul was journeyed and saul was come to jerusalem as he has said to join himself to the disciples but they were all afraid and believed not that he was a disciple look at verse 38 for the disciples that peter were there and sent unto him to they used the word disciples again. Look at Acts 11, verse 26. Acts 11, verse 26. Reverend Kingsley will say, too many scriptures good for your health. Acts <laughs> 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 11, verse 26. He says, and when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch, And they came to Capaz, that the whole year they assembled together with the church and thought much people and the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. They used the word disciples again. Look at in verse 29, at 11 verse 29, and the disciples, every man according to his ability, determined to send relief unto the brethren which dwells in church. So, can we say disciples are members of a local church? Right? Can we say that? Because members of a local church are called disciples. Now, look at Acts 13. Why are they called disciples? Because they are learning, right? Right? Because they are a student. Right? Because they are learning the scriptures. Right? Why? So can we say all of you now are disciples of this local church. Right? Can we say that? Yes, You're not responding. Yes, Alright. Good. Look at Acts 13 verse 52. And now, why you? Why could you be called disciples? Because there is teaching going on. Not because you are dancing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not because you are, you are doing gymnastics but because there's teaching going on. Are you getting what I'm saying? Does it make sense? All right. Now, look at in Acts 13, verse 52. Half 13, verse 52. The disciples were filled with joy and what? The Holy Ghost. The disciples were filled with joy and the Holy Ghost. So, we can say the church members, everybody was filled with joy and what? The Holy Ghost. Look at Acts 14, verse 20. At 14 verse 20. Howbeit as the disciples stood round about him, he rose up, came into the city, and the next day departed with Barnabas and Tudebe. Th- so he says, as the disciples stood round about. So let's look at fourteen at fourteen, verse twenty-two, confirming souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith, that we must enter through tribulations and enter to the kingdom of God. He says confirming the souls of the disciples. Look at verse 28. And there have been a long time with what the disciples. Too many scriptures. What good for your head? Look at Acts fifteen, verse ten. Acts fifteen, verse ten. So you are, so that you are well sure of what disciples are now. So disciples are people that we see, right, okay. guys, right? So that shows we can't say somebody is your disciples if the church is not seeing the person. Does it make sense? We can't say that because the church has to see your disciples. We have to know what you are doing. How do we know? So, is the person learning from us? Is the person feeding from us? Is the person eating our food, drinking our water? Are you getting what I'm saying? That is a disciple of a local church. That is a disciple of a person. I can safely say, I'm a disciple of my pastor. Why? Everything I teach you is from my pastor. Does it make sense? That is it. So, at 15, verse 10. Now, therefore, why you thank God, you put a yoke on the neck of the disciples. He used disciples there again. Look at Acts. Where do you see that? 15, verse 10. Right? Now, let's go to Acts 18, verse 23. Acts 18, verse 23. Acts 18, verse 23. And after, he has sent some there In the pathway that went over to the country of Galatians and Prageria, in order to, in order, strengthening what? Strengthening all the disciples. So, he journeyed, he traveled around, just like we're doing right now, traveling not around, to strengthen all our disciples in our local churches. To strengthen them, to make sure they are well built up. Look at in verse 27 again, of Act 18, verse 27. And when he was disposed to pass into Achaia, the brethren wrote, exalting what? The disciples. Exalting means teaching the disciples or preaching to receive him. Look at Act 19, verse 1. Act 19, verse 1. It came to pass that while Apollos was in Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding what? certain disciples. So they must be seen. They must be known. They must be in the local church. Are you getting what I'm saying? They must not be kept at home. Or in your teaching meeting. They must be in the local church. So as you are inviting people, as you are teaching people, as you are growing people in the Lord, the core aspect of discipleship is that they are in the local church. They are in the local church look at uh at 19 verse 9 but when divers were added and believed not but spoke evil of that way before the multitude if the from them separated the disciples disputing the the school of one theranos so what paul did here is that he separated the disciples and taught them in the school of one us. look at that 19 verse 30. we are looking through the book of Acts. <laughs> And we are still studying fasting. <laughs> and when Paul would have entered into the people, the disciples suffered him not. So are you seeing that? Disciples are people who are really learning. So they won't call anybody disciples if they are not learning, if they are not growing, if they are not, if they are not being a student. Are they doing what we are doing? Are they doing spiritual? You know, a true disciple of our local church is somebody who will attend mission is possible. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's a true disciple. A true disciple of our local church is somebody who will submit spiritual goal reports. So until your disciples start submitting spiritual goal reports, they are not a true disciple yet. Because that is the culture of our local church. Do they submit spiritual goal reports? Are they accountable to the leadership? Are they teaching the gospel? Are they winning souls? Are they in the prayer chains? They are not doing all of that. They are not a disciple. They are just an, I I can call them an embryo. So you have work to do. Tell your neighbor, say "You you have work to do. You have work to do. So a disciple, a true disciple of our local church, because like I said to you, every local church has what the Lord has called them to do as a focus of what they are called to do. So we can have members and we can have disciples. So a member is somebody who will sit and attend our Sunday service and just listen and just be blessed and go. But the person is not effectively trained. The person is not accountable. We don't see the person's spiritual goal report. We don't know if the person prayed the day. We don't know what the person did all, the, all through the day. That's not a disciple. A disciple is learning, is growing. I remember I was in Nigeria a couple of weeks ago, and I, I, I saw the way um, some some Muslims were being trained. They were using, they were actually flogging them from morning till afternoon. They were seated and they were learning the Quran. And I was wondering, wow, these men are going to grow up, and you're going to teach them that Jesus is Lord with all this torture. Then I thought to myself, this is. This is going to be a stronghold. Imagine they are using Cain to flog them. You know, that's what you know what that's doing. They are, they, are, they are deepening their convictions. Things that they were flogged for. You now expect that somebody will come and tell them Jesus is Lord. <laughs> I don't know if you get what I'm saying. At a young age, they're still about 12, 13. With, with the way I can approximate it. 12, 13, 14. They sat down, some of them. <laughs> And we're teaching them, teaching them, teaching them, teaching them. I went for money. I came back in the afternoon. to know. I still met them. Cain was on the table. You know what they call Cain? They would flogged them, you know. I, I mean, I don't think in random America I understand Cain. Do they understand Cain? Oh, they whip them. So, so whip was <laughs> so whip was on the was on the table. And they flogged them. So, do you expect that that person now, you come and tell the person and say, Jesus is law? That's a stronghold already. You have to pray your life out to get that kind of person to say, I will trust God. Those men will still receive Christ. Hallelujah. So, a disciple is somebody who is learning, who is growing, who is doing what we are doing. So you've not achieved discipleship yet. If your disciples does not submit spiritual goal report, your disciples doesn't pray, your disciples is not, we don't know your disciple. your disciple is not. doesn't come for Sunday service, your disciples doesn't come for Tuesday service, your disciple is just somewhere, don't even use the word disciple. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Just say some few folks. <laughs> because that can't be a disciple. Don't even use the word disciple. We've seen from the scripture that a disciple is a student. The person is learning. is growing. Are you getting what I'm saying? I just came back from a meeting just a couple of weeks ago. I'm going back for another one in the next couple of weeks. That's because I'm learning. I want to grow. I want to get better. Are you getting what I'm saying? My pastor is even more confident that I'm going to attend it. Are you getting what I'm saying? That shows discipleship. Discipleship is such a way that we don't have to force you to come to service. You know to come to service. You know when service is there. That's a disciple. You know when it is service time. Do I have to, did I have to send a reminder to all of you this evening and say, come to service, today is service day? Do I have to do that? Do I have to? So if you still have to do that to somebody, the person hasn't gotten in tune with what you are doing, that's not a disciple. Are you getting what I'm saying now? So you see, we have work to do. So we need to start defining these things before we get things mixed up. Are you getting what I'm saying? We need to start defining these things properly because I noticed that many of us are getting these things mixed up. We just decide, no, they are not. They are just few. They are just embryo. So let's be using embryo for them. So you say my embryo. Or my, em- uh, how, how does it, Joy, embryo. Joy, you are my English student, you have always, you have always been my English student, okay, Erin is my new English student, so you have English student, one is Cousani, sister Kozani, Joy, my English student, two now, English teacher, two is Erin, now, so it's Embryo, right, Embryo, okay, cool, I'm, I'm learning, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Acts 2, 20, we are still studying fasting, glory to God. Like I said, I'm going to be shifting my notes. <laughs> so, is, is, is am I shifting enough? Go, go, go! All right. Look at Acts twenty verse seven. The first, and it came upon the first day of the week when disciples came together to break bread. So you see, he says disciples came together. Can we say all of us now come together, right? So now, if if, if there's somebody that did not come together right now, is that a disciple, <laughs> guys? Is that a disciple? That's a what? That's a what? In Sister Henry's language. That's a what? <laughs> Alright. <laughs> so, upon the first day of the week, the disciples came together to break bread. Paul preached to them the private of the moron and continued his speech. So, uh, for our local church now, we'll call them We until we find a proper name. Does this make sense? <laughs> and we still don't yet know the name to give them. But for our local church, for now, Till we get uh, perspective. The reason I don't want to use the word prospective is because prospective is like I giving them hope too much. I don't want you to hope. Let us see. <laughs> Let, so when you see that they have started at least coming to church, they are started getting with us. I say prospective. Does that make sense? But somebody is not even. Somebody has not started half of what our training. Ah, <laughs> it can't be prospective. Does that make sense? It can't be. It can be. The person does not show up in prayer chain. The person cannot even do one hour every day. The person cannot do. Ah, are you getting what I'm saying? Every one of you seated here now, I'm sure you've done your one hour. Are you get? Doesn't it make sense? The person, all of you are listening to the word today now. So, as your disciple, the person you call your disciple as the person listening to the word today, the person prayed for one hour. Do, do we know? Do all of us? Can we account and see the person? and say, ah, oh, this person is doing it. If not, is it what? All right, cool. <laughs> All right, look at Acts 20, verse 30. Also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things, and drawing away disciples to themselves, drawing people to themselves. Look at Acts 21, verse 4. Acts 21, I'm taking my time. Only the norm, I would have just given you this text, but I'm taking my time. And I'm very, I'm very deliberate about this. So that we know what we are doing. You will know that you have to pray. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you will know that, ah, I have to fast. I don't yet have a disciple yet. All I have is an embryo. This embryo has to develop to a fetus. From a fetus, that's, what's the next stage? Egg, right? Or lava. <laughs> um, that's, oh, that's mosquitoes. Okay. So, anyway, what's, what's the next stage? From embryo to what? Fetus, the fetus to what? Mm-hmm. Fetus to what? To a child, to a baby. To to baby. A baby. Oh, yeah. so do do baby eh? no. infant. No, infant, oh, no, infant is is already born now. Infant is already working. It's baby but I mean, in the stomach. I'm I'm talking about the person in the stomach. Uh, fetus. Because, fetus. Uh, so from uh, embryo to fetus for like fetus to infants okay cool so you know that so I, I'm teaching you this now so that you can know that you don't yet to have a fetus. all you have is maybe even a egg <laughs> or a seed <laughs> <Egg>. <laughs> or an egg right That a, a egg that has not been hatched or that's not not be fertilized okay cool so you will know that <laughs> you have to go and well up your prayer for to fertilize your head. So that your prayer will help you fertilize your head. Your teaching will help you fertilize your head. So that the person will become an embryo. Then from an embryo to a fetus. From a fetus to an infant. Good. Alright. Look at act uh, 21 verse 4. And finding disciples, we tarried there. <laughs> Several days. <laughs> Who said to Paul through the spirit that he should not go to Jerusalem. So disciples tarried. Can we all tarry? If we cannot hold tarry, not, if your disciples cannot tarry with you, now we are about to approach a season of fasting and prayer. If your disciple, who you say, who you call your disciple, which is not now, which is your embryo now, as a reason of this teaching, if he's not going to be participating in this our fasting and prayer, we can't say he's a we can't say he's a disciple of our local church. So don't get things mixed up. Does that make sense? So we can know how we are organized on what we are doing. So we can say this is a member, an infant. So he's a grown baby, but just an infant. It's not ready to grow. And we can say, oh, this is a disciple. And this is a futus. This is an embryo. Or this is a egg. <laughs> or this is an egg. Oh, it's wrong. Okay, so so let's go back again. So we're wrong that time, right? Alright, right, so embryo to what? Egg. Embryo Is egg egg embryo 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 fetus yes. hey, then the, the, the newborn then the the a infant. The infant. The infant. Okay. Then it goes from there. Alright, so egg, embryo, fetus, infant, New newborn, newborn, then infant. All right. So some of you now, your your discipleship is still on egg level. You've not you've not you've not fertilized it. The egg it means they just believe. That's all. There's no there's no. So some of you some of you they've not even moved to embryo because all you are just you just teachy teach it, teachy it, teach, it, teach, it, teach it. no activity no coming to church nothing they are just there one plot. So they are over you know what they say, over. You know what they still say, bed. still bed? So instead of them, instead of them to grow in nine months, they are always like thirteen months, fifteen months. So some of you disciples are still in your belly. All you need to just do is to arch push them. them, push their foot. So we are going to do it in fasting prayer. Is it making sense? <laughs> I think this teaching is making is, is flowing, right? It's flowing, alright. Remember, we said historical facts, and we have used the historical fact last week now to explain that Matthew and Matthew is somebody who is enrolled in school. So, can we say now these are our local churches our Bible school? Yes, can we say that? So, are they? Is your embryo enrolled here already? <laughs> He hasn't even been born to be a road. <laughs> All right. Look at 20, look at verse 16. Uh, 21 verse 16. And there went also certain disciples of Caesarea and brought with them mansion of Severus and old disciples. So we can say, uh uh-uh, this you know, you know, past president in our church right now. We have old disciples. I don't know if you know. I'm not going to give you details, but we have old disciples who are not in this church now, but we can say, ah, an old disciple of our local church. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Eh-heh. With whom we should lodge. So if they come now, we can say, we can lodge them. With whom we should lodge. Ah, ah, our old disciples. But that type of person that we have to go through retraining. Are you getting what I say? <laughs> we have to re. Re- rewash the person's face. We bath the person. Oh, yeah. It's like if your body has been so dirty for a while. Come, let's bath you with only water. <laughs> Just joking. Uh, all right, look at verse 41. Uh, no, not 41. Look at verse, look at Acts 2. Let's now go back to Acts 2 now. Acts 2. So we've seen that all through, the, all through the book of art. now, in the local church, they were called what? Disciples. Look at Acts 2, verse 41. It says, And they that received the word were baptized, and the same they were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continue. Now, look at what happened with those guys. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, breaking of bread, and in prayer. Do you see what happened? The 3,000 that were added continued in what the church was doing, not what you are doing. Not what you decided to care for them. Follow the. See, let me tell you. If you can follow what we are doing in our local church, we have disciples. But you know what you want to do? You are thinking and scared and thinking, hey, if I go and do this one now, what will happen? ah. Uh-uh. No, that's wrong. He said, fear came upon every sons, and many signs and wonders were done by the apostles." Look at verse 44. And all that believe were together, and had all things in common. They sold their possessions, good parted. I think we have practicalized this now. Very soon, this this text. We are trying to practicalize the local church. Six of you are trying to do it. Where they sold their possessions and good, <laughs> and parted, everybody is quiet. And parted to all men, and every man has had need and they continuing daily with one accord in breaking of bread from house to house did eat meat and gladness and singleness of heart, praising god and having favor with all the people look at what happened and the lord added to the church daily such as to be saved so if we can follow this thing properly the lord will have to us daily there is a spirit upon us and with, i told us that we're, we're walking into a wild harvest wild harvest we mean we can have more than one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten added to us daily. It's a season of wild harvest by the Spirit of God. So, guys, I want you to open up and get busy. Reawaken yourself. Reorganize yourself and know that what you are doing is not just teachy teachy. If that is what they were doing for you in school, you will not be this way. Are you getting what I'm saying? Look at how school is. There's training in school. There's practicality in school. Some of you, they take you to labs, right? They do. I remember when I went for wise presentation. I did not understand Jack or what she was saying. <laughs> you know that they just draw The genetics, something. The thing that affected the whole world. I did research of this. I was like, hey, hey Lord. <laughs> But she spent weeks and weeks doing research, and they had people who were training them on how they would do it. And she was able to effectively defend what she has been doing. That's discipleship. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's discipleship. So she has learned, done her research, done things properly, and all of those. Now let's not bring it to our local church. As you are learning God's word, you are praying, you are growing. You are preaching the gospel. I believe every one of you know how to get somebody see All of you now know how to get somebody filled. But the issue you have now is the discipleship. How do you go from there? Enroll them like a school. Teach them God's word. We're teaching them God's word. Give them activity. Does that make sense? Activity must be done. Have you prayed today? Check up on them every day. Have you prayed today? I set up We we, we set up as a local church a prayer chain for one hour every day. Now, we don't have to, I don't have to tell you, you know, because of the kind of business in our country, we cannot say 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. every day, everybody must pray. We can't because everybody has different work schedules, right? Now, we set it up in such a way that pick one hour in a week, in a day, and just pray. We have prayer points we send to everybody. You must listen to the word a day. Right? You must, at least there's a transcription assignment you must do every week. It's going to update very soon to study group assignments. Where we'll have study groups and we'll just keep, we'll have groups like that where we are feeding on God's word heavily. But with our disciples, what do you do? Oh, you are just doing just, hey, hey business of Christianity, do you understand it now? We'll continue next week. Ah. I didn't train most of you like that. There was serious activity. I didn't give you people breathing space. Many of you were. Some of sometimes I wonder how some of you graduated. With the kind of intensity, every day was church. Every day was something. There must be something, you know, that life now that I built on you people earlier stages. What is helping you now? How many of you know what? How of you know? What is happening you now? There was practically no rest. Every Saturday from morning to night, we are together. Sunday from morning to night, we are also together. Monday evening, we are back again. Tuesday, we are back again. Wednesday, the whole church is back. When Thursday, there's something to do. <laughs> Friday, there's a prayer meeting. And after the prayer meeting, there's another prayer meeting. I don't remember that. After the normal prayer meeting, there's another prayer meeting. <laughs> <laughs> I I wonder how some of you are sleeping, and you will still work. You will still go to school. That's discipleship, but now some of you have more free time, and you you already know how to juggle your schedules together. Then all you do with your own disciple now. You say we'll, you meet them Thursday. You meet them next week. Your own teacher. In, in, in school, can't do that to you. There must be an assignment between that class and the next class. There must be read this text. We'll, we'll talk about it in the next class. I don't even know, you know what I'm talking about in school. There must be one thing we do. There must be a quiz. Is it not every week they give us quiz in school? So that's to let you know. Even your own teacher in school who is just going to spend 16 weeks with you can't leave you that way. Just imagine you now take eight weeks' class. That one, you are about to die. Because it's going to be back to back, back to back, back to back. They are going to rush you like... So now you, imagine, you are trying to think for the person. You are trying to reason for the person. You are trying to say, I don't... I just want to take things slow. (laughs) If I took things slow for you, (laughs) would you have been a disciple today? I'm trying to take things slow. (laughs) <laughs> I remember when I met in Yaday, let me use day for instance. Every day I was teaching, I was explaining one thing, that's why she did not understand it too, but I was explaining every day, it's from one question to another. I was talking, 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 are you getting what I'm saying? So there must be, you can't, so stop doing, acknowledge. Jesus did not give the twelve breathing space. Even non-believers, he took them to the wilderness for three days and three nights. You are trying to give breathing space for who? As you catch them, see, let me tell you, you can turn your outreach to a discipleship meeting. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. As you catch them and teach and teach and teach like this, you will set up a date immediately and tell them, let's continue what we just started. Tomorrow. Do you have time? If you don't have time, I can call you. 30 minutes. Let's continue it. You call the person tomorrow. Blah, blah, blah. You continue again. Next tomorrow. You continue again the next day. You continue again. But you are, keep, you are looking for you are looking for easy way out. So, guys, wake up. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Say, I wake up. I wake up. I wake I wake up. up. I'm not saying it like you mean it. I wake up. Uh-huh. So the word doctrine in verse forty-two, as I begin to ah, oh my god. We are still talking about fasting though. I've not entered my subject. <laughs> but it's going to flow. <laughs> the word doctrine in that verse forty-two. When it says they continued the, the apostles' doctrine, is from the Greek word didache. D I D A C H E. Didache. Which is from the same root word didasco. What did I tell you didasco mean? Check your notes. What did I tell you didasco mean? Teaching. Teaching. Didasco. So didache means, and it implies the act of teaching. Didache means the act of teaching. And every one of you need to learn the act of teaching. Let me tell you the best way to learn the act of teaching. You must know how to listen. How did pastor explain this? That's how we're going to update our our study group assignment. We're We're going to be tasking your brain. How was this text explained? Explain it back questions that are going to be asked to you in your study group assignment is if a disciple asks you this question, how do you respond to it from this text and from this teaching? You will now give me explanations. So this is where we will now be doing score and your scores are going to be updated. So if you fail in a month, let's say your your score is 50% in a month, you cannot move forward though. You will redo it, the class. So things are going to get tougher as we proceed. It is, a, it is a school. You must know how to explain the scriptures. So that so that when they wake you up and tell you, explain what this means, you can talk. You will say, um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's this guy there's this guy on, on social media. Is it the coding is <laughs> it so he knows how to explain he it so this I oh, the coding oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you know when the coding of the coded, <laughs> it's just you cannot explain it to me. So, it, so you know, you will not be using grammar to explain. It. So, from the from, from the incarnation to, to, to the seed and 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 we see the the and we see the, we see the of what the Lord is doing. So, as we just proceed forth and we shine forth and we show forth. I just sense in my, oh, hey, my brother, <laughs> is that the question? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you just be coding. <laughs> so, didache is an art of teaching. That is, what was being explained. And didasco implies the act of explaining or teaching itself. So, a believer must be skillful. And one of the things I'm going to train you in the coming days now is to be skillful on how to explain the Bible text. Be skillful. in such a way that you won't have to open your Bible and you can quote the scriptures properly. You will stand and explain doctrine. We're proceeding forth to that direction very soon. Explain this text to me. And those calls are going to be in your fat file. Because everybody's going to have a fat file here. We are training ministers of the gospel. We are not raising people. This is not ordinary. That's why the Lord called us supernatural. <laughs> so we, are, we are not ordinary. We are raising ministers of the gospel here. So we are we, going to train you on, that, on those things. How, how do you explain this text? So it will not it will be a church where only the pastor knows the word. But every member must know the word. Does it make sense? Mm. So didache is the art of teaching itself. Didasco, the, so we say didache is the art of teaching and didache is explaining or teaching itself. So this explains that the apostle in obedience to Jesus' instruction in Matthew 28 verse 18 to 20 consistently taught believers from the scriptures. They taught believers from the scriptures. They taught believers from the scriptures. They taught believers from what? The scriptures. So, the scriptures also now teaches us the practice of fasting. So, if Jesus and the apostles taught from the scriptures, they had a didache a didasco. to train believers. We must also do the same in our today's day. So why would people say there is no more fasting? Why would believers even think you should not fast? Why? They have not been taught properly from where the scriptures. That's what I've been trying to get to. So now, the practice of fasting means to abstain from food and drink for a period of time. I'm going to stop very soon on this point. It means to abstain from food and drink for a period of time. Look at Exeter 4, verse 16. Remember we said, you must be able to teach from where? The scriptures. What's the scriptures? Genesis to Malachi. So we can say Jesus taught his people from Genesis to Malachi, right? The disciples will do the same, right? Right? And we too must what? Do the same. Esther. Read Esther and we see it's a beauty pageant. Are we there? So, Esther 4, verse 16. So, we said, the practice of fasting means to abstain from food and drink for what? A period of time. Esther 4, verse 16. I believe you need to listen to this message again, right? How many of you believe so? I think you need to. Look at what he says. It says, go gather together all the Jews, Esther 4 verse 16, all the Jews that are present in Shushan and fast ye for me. Neither eat nor drink three days, night or day. I also and my maidens will fast likewise. And so will I go unto, go in unto the king and which is according to the law. And if I perish, I perish. So we said, if you read here now, she said, go and gather all that are present to to fast for me. She now says, neither eat nor drink. So in fasting, we don't eat or drink. Like I said, it has to be taught effectively from the scripture. Drink, we mean coffee, right? Drink with me, cappuccino. Drink with me, what's that thing you used Chai to buy? Tea. Chai tea. Or boba tea. Mocha. Mokiaro. Hey. Mochiaro. 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 My English teacher. Teach me. Moki what? Oh, my Lord, oh my God. Where they say that one? Starbucks. Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that's where... She, you have not since the, if, if at the very first day I wanted to disciple you. What you offered me was Starbucks. <laughs> the first day I wanted to teach us, I said, drink this thing. <laughs> and, and since then, anytime I go to Starbucks, even if it is not in this country, <laughs> if I travel across the countries, I will stop over. and I enter Starbucks. I will remember. I'll say, That thing is red. Chow told me. <laughs> And it stayed in my mind. That's the only drink I drink in Star Wars. It was strawberry macchiato. I don't know. Maybe it's tru- strawberry. Strawberry latte. Strawberry frappy. Oh Lord of my God. All right. <laughs> Look at Matthew 15, verse 32. Matthew 15, verse 32. Matthew 15, verse 32, are we there? It says, then Jesus called his disciples and said, I have compassion on the multitude because they continue with me now three days and have nothing to eat and I will not send them away fasting lest they faint in the way. (laughs) After Jesus has taught his disciples, he took them to the wilderness and taught them for three days. He said, ah, I cannot send them away fainting. Because, you know, they sat down, heard the word, and probably they were taking notes for three days. And you, you are leaving your own disciple, or your embryo, for one week. Jesus did not even leave unbelievers. You know what i He has not died, they are unbelievers. Three days, fasting. They in the world. We cannot hear in the world. After they hear the word, they see go and say crucify him. <laughs> Second Samuel twelve. Let's go back again. We we'll we we'll be going up and down like that. I like I like the up and down movement. Second Samuel twelve. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Are you there? Who is there? Second Samuel twelve, is sixteen to eighteen. Second Samuel twelve, is sixteen to eighteen. Are you there? Is everybody there? All right, cool. My English teacher is not there. <laughs> 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 all right, we're there now. All right, look at 2 Samuel 12, verse sixty to 18. It says, David therefore besought God for the child. He says, he besought God for the child. And David fasted and went in and lay all night upon the earth. And the elders of his house arose and went to him and raised him up from the head, But... He would not, neither did he eat bread with them. Look at verse 18. And it came to pass on the seventh day that the child died. And the servant of David feared to tell him that the child died. For they said, Behold, while the child was yet alive, we spoke unto him, and he would not hearken to our voice. How would we then vex him himself if we tell him that the child is dead? It's not a story for today so you are already wondering uh-uh what's happening that's not the story for today we are studying fast. all you need to pick days. he fasted simple <laughs> so uh-uh, what could be going on that's that's where we see you are doing what does not concern you <laughs> for now we'll study that one later look at look for go to look for verse one to two look for verse one to two are you learning something are you sure? So fasting, you can't drink water, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> My English teacher, you see, you seen it from the scripture. All right, cool. First, look at Luke four verse one. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being forty days tempted of the devil. And in those days, he did eat what? Nothing. And when they were handed, it was Afterward, hungered. So in essence, fasting implies to be without food and water for a particular period of time. Which usually will be examined and decided by the person undergoing the exercise. Uh, So many times you just decide and say, okay, throughout the next 20... I have a friend. What she does is that in a certain day of the week or something, she just does 24 hours. No food, no water for 24 hours. Just waiting on the Lord. Now, this is different. We are, this is a spiritual exercise. This is different from what weight loss people will tell you. Weight loss people will tell you to be doing intermittent fasting. That's weight loss. That's strike. Right? You are not waiting on the Lord that will. You are only waiting on the loss of your weight. <laughs> so, in the, in the text we've read now, we've seen... That Esther did three days. We see seven days also. David seven days. Now we are seeing Jesus 40 days. So that means the days can be determined also. So the practice of fasting could either be unplanned as we see in the following text. Let's let's look at Nehemiah 9 verse 1. Nehemiah. After we read this text, we'll just uh, call it a day-to-day we'll continue from here. Are you enjoying this series? Because we're about to embark on a long journey of fasting. Glory to God. But no, nobody is saying glory with me. My English teacher say glory. My English teacher say glory. <laughs> I <didn't> say glory. <laughs> All right. Uh, Nehemiah. Are we there? Nehemiah 9 verse 1, I like the sound of the flipping of your Bibles, it's sweet, I'd like to hear it, so Nehemiah 9 verse 1, ah, it's like a rapture in my own Bible. <laughs> eh? <laughs> I should what? You said I should do what? <laughs> I should... I... <laughs> 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 ah. <laughs> I, I can't seem to... I can't seem to. (laughs) (laughs) Eh? Wow. When I'm not. All right, we got it. Cool. It only happens once in a year. (laughs) All right, Nehemiah nine verse one. Now, in the twentieth, twenty and fourth day of the month, the children of Israel we assembled with fasting and with sackclothes. <laughs> I'm not saying that when we start fasting, you got, you got to wear rags to walk. I say, ah, guys, <laughs> we are fasting. <laughs> we are waiting on the Lord. This this mission has to be possible. <laughs> no. Is it? Uh, fasting with circles and the head upon them. Look at Esther uh, four verse three. Let's go. We, we, we have a lot of th- we have quite some text to open and my time is running. Want to do something else today? I Want to maximize my time very well. Look at Esther four. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Esther four. Verse three <laughs> What's funny? Or it says, and in every province whithersoever every king's <laughs> commandment and his decree came, there was a great mourning among the Jews and fasting and weeping. And wailing. And many lay in sackcloth and ashes. I'm not saying, guys, (laughs) that when we start fasting now, as the year approach, you got to be money, weeping, wailing, and be wearing sackcloth. No. And put ashes on your face. (laughs) Psalm 35 verse 13. Psalm 35 verse 13. Are we there? He says, but as for me, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth, and I humbled my soul with fasting and prayer, returned unto my own bosom. Look at 69, Psalm 69, verse 10. Psalm 69, verse 10. It says, and when I wept and chastened my soul with fasting, thou was." That was to my reproach. Look at Psalm 109, verse 24. You see, you see, we do thorough Bible study, right? Where we have to go through all the text, right? To see what exactly the scripture is saying. So 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 that we are well, we are well convinced of what we are about to do. Look at Psalm 109, verse 24. My knees are weak. My knees are weak through fasting. My flesh faileth of fatness. (laughs) Jeremiah 36 verse 6. Jeremiah 36 verse 6. It says, Therefore go thou and read in the row which thou hast written from my mouth. The words of the Lord in the ears of the people in the Lord's house upon the fasting day. as And also thou shalt read them in the ears of Judah that come out in their cities. Look at Daniel 6 verse 18. Daniel 6 verse 18. And the king went to his palace, passed the night fasting. Neither were instrument of music brought before him, and his sleep went from him. Mm. Look at Daniel nine verse three. Daniel nine verse three, I set my face upon the Lord, upon the Lord God, to seek by prayer and supplication with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. Look at Joel two, verse twelve. So are you seeing that? There's something I'm trying to show you now. That fasting is written everywhere in the scriptures, right? Yes. Guys, are you seeing it? Yes. So it will be hey, an error to say that people never fasted in the Old Testament. I mean, in the in the in the in, in the scriptures, right? Can we say it's an error? Yes. Yeah, it's going to be an error because men fasted. Men fasted. So let's look at Joel. Joel 2, verse 20. Joel 2, verse 12. So there was fasting everywhere in the scriptures. Look at Joel 2, verse 12. Therefore, also now, said the Lord, Thorn ye to me with all your hearts and with fasting. So are you, are you guys seeing it? We've read several scriptures now. And we've seen that there was a consistency with men just waiting upon the Lord. And how did they do it? They did it in fasting, in their sackcloths, in their ashes, in their all those things. Now, those sackcloths and all those things, we'll look at those things later. Many a times it's just their custom and their traditions in those places. But with us today, we don't have to be wearing sackcloths and all those things. No, Weeping and mourning. So in most cases as below certain things or activities may keep off food for us look at matthew 15. look at matthew 15 verse 32 again we we were there before so certain activities may keep us off food now in matthew 15 now they were not necessarily trying to fast it was just because Jesus was teaching them God's word. Look at the David. He said, Jesus called the disciples and said to them, I have compassion on the multitude because they continue with me for three days and have nothing to eat. So that means, he says, I will not send them away fasting. Now, that would simply mean that the activity took their time. Jesus was teaching for that long and they could do it. Are you seeing it now? It's not necessarily that they wanted to fast. Are you getting what I'm saying now? Now, look at also in Mark 8. So, there are certain activities that we can do that can keep us off fasting. And these things have to be really explained. Look at Mark 8, verse 1 to 3. It was more explained here again. And in those days, the multitude being great, having nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples unto him. And said unto them, I have compassion on the multitude, because they've been with me three days, and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away fasting to their house, they will faint on the way, by the way, for divers of them came from far. Are you seeing it now? Then he now did the miracle of the multiplying of bread and fishes and all of those things. So the reason they did not eat was because they were listening to Jesus' teaching from the Holy Scripture. So in this instance now, we can't say it was pre-planned. That's what I'm saying. But with, without an iota of doubt, from, from the numerous texts we have read in the scriptures, the subject of fasting is a vital practice. It's a vital practice in the Christian faith. Because that is why the synoptic writers recorded the fact that even our Lord Jesus Christ in his humanity, our Lord and Savior in his humanity practiced fasting. You see that in Matthew 4, verse 1 to 2, look four verse 1 to 2. He did not only practice fasting. He taught the same. Look at where he taught the same. Jesus also taught the same. Look at Matthew 6, verse 16 to 17. Matthew 6, verse 16 to 17. Look at what he said. He says, moreover, when ye fast, can we say he's teaching here? If you read, you will see in the King James, it's in red letter, in this Matthew, Matthew 6, verse 16. He says, moreover, when you read, be not as hipo- when you fast, sorry, be not as hypocrites of a sad countenance. So are, you, are we going to be wearing sad clothes now? Are you seeing what Jesus is doing here? He's, a didache. He's teaching. He says, when you fast, do you not be like hypocrites of a sad countenance. That they disfigure their faces. That they may appear unto men that they fast. For very illy, very illy, they have their reward look at it, verse 17 but thou when thou fastest and thy head wash thy face that when thou appear unto men that thou appear not unto men to fast but unto thy father which is in secret and their father that seeth in secret shall reward you openly so are you seeing that fasting as a form of consecration to it we are not going to be telling people, ah <laughs> Hey, you are talking to your to your co-worker at work. <laughs> ah hey, it's pastor. <laughs> hey, I don't know who sent me to be in this church. <laughs> hey, you have your reward. Ah, <laughs> you see it. <laughs> that is it. So there's a consecration that comes to fast. So in one of this, so in this parable now, Jesus taught his disciples concerning the kingdom of God, and he used the disciples of the Pharisees. Who boasted of how they fasted? Ah, the the Pharisees are people that, ah, once they are fasting like this, you will see it in their eyes. (laughs) Probably they will pull ashes (laughs) fasting. But you see that their face is disfigured. It will just show, just so that you know that they are anointed. They are men of God. They are fasting and waiting on God. Jesus said, they have their reward. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, 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 they fasted. So those those Pharisees will fast. They So they were they 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 eulogized by the praises of men and all of those things. Look at look look at Luke eighteen. Look at what Jesus said again in Luke eighteen verse nine. Are you getting this, guys? So when we start fasting next year, or in the days to come, there will be no smell. You never say smear, smear. And my English child will be wondering, what's messed (laughs) me? All right, look at Luke 18 verse 9, Luke 18 verse 9, it says, And he spake this parable unto Satan, unto Satan, which trusted in himself, that they were righteous and despised others. In verse 10, two men went up to the temple to pray. One the Pharisees and the other publican, eleven. And the Pharisees stood and prayed, to with himself. God, I thank thee that I'm not like the other man. Look at that prayer. <laughs> Look at how this guys pray, All Pharisees pray, guys. Lord Jesus, I thank you. I'm not like this one. <laughs> I can imagine somebody like people praying that kind of prayer. Oh Lord Jesus, I thank you. Then I'm not like Yandy, who wears glasses all the time. <laughs> I am not like is I like that. I'm not like as other men, as extortioners, or just adulterers, or even the publican. Lord, you know, I fast twice a week. I give the tithe that I possess. He's listing his credentials to God. <laughs> and the publican standing afar off will not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful unto me as a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified, rather than the other. For everyone that exalted himself shall be abased, and everyone that humbled himself shall be exalted. And when they brought unto him the infant, that he would touch them. And when the disciples saw it, they rebuked him. All right, I've read past where I wanted to read. Now, so you see that this implies that the audience orders too perfectly when he says, when you fast, because the Pharisees already had the custom of showing off. Are you seeing it? If I already I have that, you know, you can't try me. Two times a week, <laughs> and we might go. <laughs> you know, so uh, so that's basically. So I'll just round up this way. Look at look at look at Paul. So I'll just round up here, and we'll pick it up from from here as as we proceed in this series. Look at Acts nine. There's so many texts to still show you. We, we've not, we, we're just, I just feel like I just, I, I just crashed to the surface of this series. Uh, now, look at, at 9, uh, verse 9 to 12. At 9, verse 9 to 12. Look at what happened here. It says, And error said, John, I have beheaded. But who is this of whom I hear such things? And he desired to see him. And, his, and the apostles, when they had returned, told him all that was done. And they took him and went aside privately into the desert place belonging to the city called Bethsaida. And the people, when they knew it, followed him. And he received them and spake unto them. Oh, sorry. I'm reading Luke 9. Sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. I'm so sorry. Luke, I was reading Luke 9. Yeah, it's at 9, and I want us to read. At 9, verse 9 to 12. <laughs> Ooh. All right. Now, look at, look at um, Paul, Saul of Tarsus. Now, this is his conversion. This man just got born again. And interestingly, he knew what to do from the scripture. I can call this an initiative. He just knew what to do. He just got born again. He just received the life of Christ. And the next thing he did, look at what he says in verse 9. He was without, he was three days without sight. Neither eat nor drink. Can we call that fasting? Can we call that fasting? For what we read in Esther four, huh? yeah. You yeah. see, and there was a certain disciples Ananiah, and said to the Lord in a vision and said, "Yield I am and all of those things." And he received the side and all. So, the very first thing this guy did, upon receiving the gospel, was to fast. Why would he even do it? He has read the scriptures. He knew that if God would do anything. He would just fast he knew to wait upon the Lord the very first response of Paul was to fast and pray three days three days look at the elders in Antioch i 'm trying to look for where to round up but look at the elders in that let 's see let 's see if I can round up with this one at thirteen at thirteen verse one to three now there was they were in the church that was in Antioch, certain prophets and teachers, as Barnabas, Simeon, that was Niger, that was called Niger, in Lucius of Cyrene, Manning, and I was brought up with Ariad and Tertrach and Saul, and the minister to the Lord, and fasted. And the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work you have called them. And when they had fasted, they prayed and laid hands on them and sent them away. Guys, look at something. Look at me, guys. See what happened here. Focus. Before the Holy Ghost said, what did they do? What did they do? They fasted and prayed. After the Holy Ghost spoke, what did they do again? See, I will end this place. It seems as though many a times when we hear God, we just round off. We just say, thank you, Lord, hallelujah, glory to God. Once we hear an utterance, (laughs) the Lord is telling us, wild harvest by the Spirit of God, wild demonstrations of power by the Spirit of God. We are lighting up more dark places by the Spirit of God. We are planting more churches, lighting up more campuses. What does that call for? Fasting and prayer. So if we fasted and prayed in this, before, before the law spoke. After the Lord spoke. What would we do again? When we are doing it. What will we be doing? Awesome. Because. Many Christians today. Miss this detail. They feel like. Ah. Should we have heard God say it? We we'll just. We we'll just do what we want to do. Many of us. We, we fast to pray. And we hear God. We. We, we, we are edified. How about you taking the initiative to still pray? Ultrans have come to you. Many of you have utterances on your phone, on your recording, on your notes. Even you have a book, and the book is uttering. And you have never fasted and prayed about what the Lord said. The Holy Ghost said, Separate Paul and Barnabas, for they walk here until I have called them. The Bible says, As they fasted. So they fasted again after the Lord said. So that shows when the Lord gives you an utterance, when somebody gives you an utterance, that's not an end. That's not the end. You're not just sit there and be waiting for it to come to pass. You will fast and what? Pray. And we trust God. We are walking in the year of wild harvest by the Spirit of God. That is, we will raise more disciples like we have never raised. Are you getting what? That's what wild harvest means. It is a supernatural multiplicity of men Where is as though, how the Bible says, he had it to them daily. That will be the testimony of our church, such that the Lord will have to us daily. Not just that, such that how they said in the scriptures, the word of God multiplied. We are going to have multiplicity of the word of God in every places. And we'll have disciples multiply. It's a wild harvest by the Spirit of God. And not just that. It's a wild demonstration of God's power. That means we'll flow in the utterance gift. We'll flow in the revelation gift. And most importantly, the power gift. And we'll see much and mighty results by the Spirit of God. Because this is what God is doing in this season wild harvest, wild demonstrations of power, lighting up campuses by the Spirit of God. And we'll respond. How are we going to respond? In fasting and what? In prayer. Let's just pray about that this evening. Lift your voice and where you are seated, just pray. Just, just pray. Lift your voice and let's, let's just, let's up our hearts. Tear up your hearts in these directions. And we trust God for more. We trust God for more. We know how to disciple, right? Hallelujah. We know how to disciple, right? We know that we have to get better with our discipleship. It's not a force. When you are preaching to people, you are not forcing anyone. When you are discipling people, you are not forcing anyone. Learn to trust the supernatural hand of God in what you are doing. See, a lot of you use logic too much on this thing. This is a work of the Holy Ghost. I'll say it again. Ministry is a work of the Holy Ghost. Ministry is a work of the Holy Ghost. Ministry is a work of the Holy Ghost. Stop using your logic. Stop calculating. Stop saying, I'm scared. I don't want them to learn this. I don't want them to learn this. I don't want them to learn that. Where did you get that devilish mindset from? Don't say, I don't want them to come to church. Oh, because it's a three-hour prayer. Why? Why? I went to a prayer meeting and it changed my life entirely. I still tell you people the story till tomorrow. So why are you sure that a three-hour prayer cannot change the life of your disciple? Stop thinking carnally. Say, because it's a three-hour prayer, I can't bring them to church. Because it's an Holy Ghost meeting, I can't bring them to church. Paul saw Jesus, fell down, and he wrote half of the New Testament. How about your disciple falling down and standing up to be stable in an Holy Ghost meeting? You are trying to calculate. You are trying to be reset. You are trying to be logical. Hands was laid on me by the Spirit of God, and I started doing ministry. Mommy road that, they just laid hands on me. And I decided to do ministry. And I knew that I would preach. I was talking to her in January. She said, it's not possible that I will lay hands on you and you will not do ministry. I like that confidence. So I knew there's an unction on me that when I lay hands today to on people, they will do ministry because the person who first laid hands on me, that was what is working on our life. And that's what is working in my pastor's life too. Stop using logic. Who told you you can't teach every day with that person? Who told you the next day the person cannot pray 30 minutes? I went to a prayer meeting three hours. I saw men shouting, breaking shares, and I did not leave. I did not leave. Interestingly, that's what changed my prayer life till tomorrow. Interestingly, that was the very place I found revelation knowledge. What if I had gone? So why are you scared? That was the very place I knew. What, the, whatever thing I tell you, that the eyes of your understanding will be alighted. It was in that very place. That was the prayer they were praying. I was thinking in my heart, why would people be praying that the eyes of your understanding will be alighted? You are praying this soul, soul with so much vigor. You are not praying about your problem. You are kicking shit. Bah, and men were rolling up their sleeves. They were coming from war. All they were praying is, Oh Lord, that my eyes of understanding is enlightened. That I would, that revelation knowledge. And they were praying it As I, They gave me the list, the prayer point. That is, ah, it did not relate with what they were doing. I was like, ah, That your eyes of understanding will be enlightened. I, I, I was watching. So they now said, Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. You know, that we, we'll just pray. You know, they just said, We'll just pray. That our eyes is open more to the scripture. They ah, say, and people were jumping and saying, "Yes, yes, men, married men, married women." I will never forget this experience. Our one friend, Oki, was there. Oki, that was a stubborn boy in secondary school. Suddenly, he was starting, "Yes, yeah!" Uh-uh. I was looking at Oki. I was looking at myself. Oki, you, Oki, <laughs> you know that, <don't understand>. Oki, <laughs> and that was it. It was in that meeting. In that meeting, I, my eyes was open to the scriptures. It was in that meeting they taught me the gifts of the Spirit. It was after that meeting, I started prophesying. It was after that meeting, I knew how to function effectively with the gifts of the Spirit. So what if I left the first day? So why are you saying your, your members cannot come to your disciples and not attend prayer meeting? What, is, what, is, what, what are you afraid of? The way you are shouting. What are you afraid of? It is a supernatural work. It's not a work of logic. Are you hearing what I'm saying? What are you afraid of? What exactly are you afraid of? You are praying. Except you are not praying. Except you are just using strategy with the disciple. I've told you, don't use strategies. Flow with the Holy Ghost. What are you afraid of? Why are you afraid of bringing them to service? You don't know if we pray the Holy Ghost. You don't know if we flow with the Holy Ghost. You are mad. Why why were you afraid of things like that? Things that will bless them. We are in the seasons of people coming to us daily. And we receive it by the Spirit of God. The church, our churches are multiplying daily. We are having increase daily. So that shows our work is increasing daily. That is what the Spirit of God is saying in this season. And we're going to get hold of it. Hallelujah. We are supernatural people. We know how to yield to the Holy Ghost. Amen. 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 Let's just pray in the Holy Ghost. Let's just, let's just pray. Get your voice and just pray. Get your voice and just pray. Pray pray, pray about what you've heard and what has dawned on you in this in this in this meeting this this evening just pray lift your voice and pray yes. oh says